All right, welcome in to another edition of the 3 and D podcast on the Grizzly Bear Blues Podcast Network. I'm Ben Hogan, and unlike last time I uh, opened the show, I'm actually joined this time by co-host Justin Lewis. Justin, what's going on, man? Man, I am exhausted. <laughs> Just working, <laughs> having the baby, doing all that. But uh, glad to be here and glad to uh, let you run it tonight. The Grizzlies haven't made any trades since our last episode, have they? You say I mean, that. Mark. Yeah, they really they were, they got Mart released him. You, you say that, and they're going to make a trade in the middle of this, or as soon as we end it. Yeah, I mean it's possible they still got roster moves to make, but uh, right now all eyes are pretty much on Philly. What, what's going on there? So uh, let's get right into it. The reason I'm kind of opening things up, just letting everybody know, it's because. During the season, I'm going to be doing some betting stuff for the Grizzly Bear Blues, and DraftKings is kind of the partner-ish, I guess, with uh, SB Nation, so we're going to be using those odds. And Today, the 3D podcast is going to focus on futures for the NBA season, the upcoming season, the best odds. We're also going to touch on uh, the Grizzlies' opening night against Cleveland Cavs because we're, b- we're about a month away of – actual NBA regular season basketball, it kind of snuck up on me because it just feels like, you know, it hit such a, you know, dead period. And then now you look up and you're a month away. Yeah. It, it's, um, the, the, I guess the extended season uh, and the shortened off season made it just kind of creep up on you, um, which is exciting because um, it's almost like you didn't miss too much basketball uh, but it's, it's definitely going to be here quick. Preseason is right around the corner. I think this time next week, the Grizzlies will be a day into camp. Um, so we'll, I guess we're carrying this roster in and um, let these guys duke it out for those final couple of roster spots. Yeah. I mean, the Grizzlies still have some, a, a few decisions to make when it comes to their roster because uh, there are a few players heavy right now, but it'll be interesting to see how things shake out. I imagine uh, two weeks from now when we do our our next podcast that we'll probably be discussing a lot of that stuff because if stuff if decisions hadn't been made we're just going to make them for them I guess <laughs> yeah unless we uh we hit on those plus 6600 odds that we're the team that trades for Ben Simmons well I mean I wouldn't mind putting a, a dollar or two on that you might know might, might as well you get lucky twice you know you you get Ben Simmons on your squad Let's talk about that real quick before we get into these odds on the Ben Simmons front, because still there's people out there that are just like Ben Simmons doesn't fill with the Grizzlies. They're adamant that the Grizzlies don't need to trade for Ben Simmons. And I'm just wondering why. Because he can't shoot. Like that's, that's the only answer anybody really has. Some people want to say that like he may not be good for the locker room. And, and if, you know, Kleiman comes out and like, that's the reason why then fine. Like he's done a great job of building the locker room culture but if you're going to sit here and say it's because he can't shoot, well, your most belo- one of your most beloved players in franchise history and Tony Allen couldn't shoot either. Like, you're going to take – Your most a- beloved Grizzly teams couldn't shoot, let's be yeah. honest. And and right now you've got Desmond Bain that can shoot. That's it. Like, and if they lo- – like Parker has said in the past, if they loved Josh Giddy, like the rumors were, then they obviously would love Ben Simmons. Um and I got on 2K when I got it, and I made the trade and got Ben Simmons. And let me tell you something. 
running Jaron at the five and Ben at the four is a lot of fun. Simmons gets that rebound, pushes up the floor, and Jaws trailing ahead, and you can just throw it up ahead, and he goes and rips the rim off of the dunk, or Simmons initiates it, kicks it up ahead to Jaw, and then you've got like uh, Desmond Bain or Melton sitting in a corner waiting for a three. Like the the possibilities with Ben Simmons are obviously not endless because he's he's not shooting right now. But right. again, he's he's twenty five years old, but and going somewhere where maybe the pressure's off of him some he can regain some confidence because a lot of shooting is confidence and he clearly doesn't have any um, in Philly. So maybe he can go somewhere else, have some confidence instilled in him. And he, you know, becomes a 30% shooter. Like just, even if he'll just take the shots, like that's, that's all he would need to do here in Memphis, be a threat. Um, and I think he'd be a phenomenal fit. I I don't think it's going to happen, but I would be thrilled if it did. Yeah. I don't know exactly what the, deal is in Philly, but I think it's a lot to do with he just doesn't want to play in Philly. It's not necessarily he doesn't want to play with those guys anymore. There's been nothing that's come out that said, you know, he was a bad teammate or anything like that. I really haven't seen anything like that. I know there was a back and forth with Embiid, but Embiid kind of squashed that pretty quickly. So for me, I don't necessarily think I don't the locker room stuff I don't I haven't really paid much attention to because I don't think that, that would be an issue. But I, I think a lot of people were just like, well we can't Jock can't shoot well, we want to put Ben Simmons there. He just doesn't fit and all this other thing, all these other things. But it's just, you know, as we've discussed, it's mega Kyle Anderson, more or less. And, you know, I'd love to have him on the team. But still here nor there. Uh, let's get into these uh, preseason odds, the futures. Do you want to go with the uh, players and coaches awards and leaders, or do you want to go with team uh, odds first? Uh, let's go with the players. All right. You want to work our way back or you want to start out at the MVP or, work, or just work up from uh, rookie of the year to MVP? Uh, yeah, let's talk. Let's talk rookie of the year and Zyre, Zyre Williams uh, plus 4,500 odds. Yes. Well, first off, I'm going to say when it comes to betting, when we say plus 4,500, in, in reference to that, that means like if you bet $100, you got to bet, if you bet $100 and he wins, you win forty five hundred dollars. That's how much you bet ten dollars. In my world, if you bet a dollar, you win forty five. Right, right. <laughs> and if I say I'm betting a unit, which is what one of the like that's the betting term. I'm betting a unit. That's the amount of money that you're willing to bet on. Like on an average bet, like I'll say a unit for me is probably ten dollars. If I'm betting on a Saturday college football game, I'm betting ten dollars. I'm betting one unit. And you know, a parlay, I'm probably betting like two bucks. So I guess right. that's what a fifth of a unit, but right. for for this sake, we'll just say I'll throw a dollar, I'll throw two dollars, I'll throw three dollars on that. Or you know, if I like this bet, like a long shot, it's kind of one of those things. But I'm not in any of these. I'm not betting more than ten bucks on just because I don't have that bankroll. Yeah, uh, I just both of us, we have kids, so <laughs> we we can't go all out like confidence wise on that. Even if we're confident that this bet's gonna hit no matter what i, I still can't do it so uh oh i'm not right, throwing, I'm, I'm not throwing anything on zaire plus 4500 i'm not i'm not wasting a dollar on that i'm not either i'm not either I, I wrote down uh on these i wrote down like the grizzlies and their odds the grizzlies players and then i wrote down a few uh other players like the the hot the uh the ones with the best odds to win and then kind of like a uh a dark horse if you want to have some fun with it so 
Zaire Williams plus forty five hundred. I don't like that. I know I, I you don't like that. Uh, Cade Cunningham, Jalen Green, Jalen Suggs, Evan Mobley, top four on that. Cade Cunningham's plus two fifty. Jalen Green plus two seventy five. Suggs plus seven hundred. Mobley plus eight hundred. Um. I would probably have to say Jalen Green if oh, I was yeah. going to put some money down. Yeah, I've, I've uh, said it on Twitter. I'm going green, and I'd be willing to throw a couple, a couple bucks on plus 275. Yeah, I would probably put five bucks on it just to turn into 10 or, I guess, 15-ish, close to 15. My dark horse is Book Knight, I think, because he's plus 2,800. If that's kind of something that I want to you know, put two bucks down, plus 2,800, turn that into 56 bucks. If I lose two bucks on that, so be it. But I think his situation, he has the potential of being a guy that could, you know, get some rookie of the year love there. Maybe. But if I'm of all the guys that I look down, Book Knight was probably the one I think is in the best situation. If you're looking for a, a dark horse or a long shot on rookie of the year. I think I think another dark horse might be Giddy. Um yeah. just because he's gonna have the opportunity because Oklahoma City is gonna be terrible. Um he's gonna see a lot of minutes. Uh, so he's got a chance to at least put up the numbers. Let's go to uh, most improved player. I know uh, GBB's Parker Fleming has been all on this odd for, odds for uh, Jaron Jackson Jr. It's at plus 1,500 right now. Uh, there's also a few other Grizzly players that you're able to get on DraftKings for most improved player. You get Jaron Jackson Jr. He's plus 1,500. He's the best odds for the Grizzlies. John Morant plus three thousand, Brandon Clark plus six thousand, Dylan Brooks plus five thousand, and Kyle Anderson plus fifteen thousand. So if you think Kyle Anderson is going to get even better, in fact, if you think he's going to make that leap, then you can put a dollar down and win one fifty if he hits this. But of all those, I kind of have to agree with uh, Parker. Is probably Jaron Jackson Jr. is probably the best one. Out of those I, guys. Well, I think Jaron might be the best odds out of anybody on the list. Um, yeah. The people, the people that are ahead of him, like, what kind of freaking leap are they going to take for them to be most improved? Like, Michael Porter Jr. and Zion Williamson, like, I, I just don't – I don't see that. Morant is another one that, like, if he improves enough to win most improved, he's also – he's borderline MVP top five. Like, Right. That's, that's one of those way. things, like – if I'm betting for Ja to be most improved player of the year, then I'm putting I'm putting double that on him to win MVP. Right. I, I think that I didn't even see the Dylan one. Um, but I, Dylan at, at plus five thousand is interesting to me because if he plays like he did in the playoffs for eighty two games, he could he could run away with this with this award. Um, but I do think that it could possibly be Jaren's to lose um, because if he just plays like he's supposed to. I think he's he's a shoe in for it. So that's that's a bet a hundred to win 1500 bucks if Jaron wins it. That's yeah. that's great value. Yeah. No, yeah, no no doubt about it. Uh Michael Porter Jr. uh he's the the favorite. This is the thing though. I think the most improved player pool is kind of the one that's most jumbled. Like no one really knows what to do with it. Cuz Michael Porter Jr. he's he Michael Porter he's plus 800. And he's the best odds to win most improved players. So it's kind of like, it's a crapshoot. Right. Really, yeah. And I guess he and has Kevin a legit Porter, chance because he, you know, Jamal Murray is going to be out. So Porter is going to have to step up more than he did at the end of the year last year. And then you're about to say Kevin Porter Jr. 
if John Wall is not playing, that's going to be a lot of opportunity for Kevin Porter. So he's probably um, a good bet as well. And then uh, Shy Gildas Alexander is plus twelve hundred, and Zion's plus fourteen hundred. I'm like, what? Zion's got turned to Shaq. <laughs> yeah, I don't really. I mean, that's that's how I, I he's got turned to Shaq if he's going to win Most Improved Player. I mean, the hype's already there for Zion. I don't know where that is. Maybe if he improves on defense and knocks down some threes, like I I, I don't get where his path is for this. My long shot on this is uh, Wendell Carter, plus 8,000. He oh. has a new home in Orlando. Uh, I mean, Mo Bamba's there too, but, uh, I mean, I think that the situation could if, – if he reaches his potential, he has the situation to do it. Wendell Carter's the the long shot. I'd put a dollar down to win 80 bucks. Yeah, I'd, I'd hop on that one with you for sure. Uh, let's get now into a uh, six man. I can't see it doesn't necessarily go with a uh, most improved player, but uh, there's a few. Well, Brandon Clark's also on this one. He's plus 6,000, which coincidentally is the same odds for Grayson Allen, who is no longer a Grizzly. And the only other Grizzly that's on the list that you can get odds on right now, uh, the new guy, Jared Culver, he's plus 10,000. Yeah. So my, my guess is because they don't know who's going to be starting between Anderson, Bain or Melton, they're not putting the odds out yeah. yet because you could st- probably get a steal on it. Um, it's just interesting that Culver even makes the list because he may not even crack the rotation. Right. It just kind of seems like he's a throw in at the end. Like I say he's plus 10,000. That was towards the bottom. The leader of the clubhouse, Jordan Clarkson, Joe Ingles, uh, t- uh, Clarkson and Ingles. Clarkson's plus 500. Ingles is plus 1,200. I like the uh, Tyler Hero plus 2,500 and uh, Campaign at plus 2,500 as well. Yeah, so this is one where I'm not touching a Grizzly because it's typically the kind of Jordan Clarkson microwave-type guard um, yep. that, that wins it, and I think it's probably going to be between Clarkson or Ingles again this year. Um, so it's it'd be a waste of a dollar for any Grizzly to be put on it um, on, on the six-man. I just like campaign just because the sun Chris Paul's a year older. So, I mean, maybe. Yeah. And he's, I mean, he proved himself at the end. I think a, a lot of these awards too, there's going to be some end of last season kind of memory when it comes to voting for these, like especially with Michael Porter Jr. for most improved, like how he improved at the end of last year. I think that's going to be kept in mind when they vote. So if you're thinking about campaign, who's not fighting off Javon Carter for minutes anymore and played so well at the end of the year, uh, he might be a good dark horse value, but I think it's going to be one of the Utah guys. Yeah. I mean, that makes, that makes the most sense because I mean, they, that, that's how it was last year. You know, that's as long as they're as good as they were last year, it's definitely, definitely probably going to be one of those two. Uh, let's move on to defensive player of the year. Um, there's a few Grizzlies on here, but they're very, very low down uh, on this. Rudy Gobert is a favorite at plus 340. The previously mentioned Ben Simmons at plus 350. Those are the two favorites. Third is uh, Anthony Davis at plus 700. But Dylan Brooks, plus 7,500. Jaron Jackson Jr., plus 8,000. Yeah, Um I was, I mean, good for Dylan for, you know, being the yeah. highest odd Grizzly player. It's kind of a surprise that Kyle Anderson 
isn't listed on there. Um, I think it, his impact kind of gets overlooked a little bit. And I think Dylan Brooks's impact is uh, overestimated, overvalued. Um, he's phenomenal in denial, off-ball defense. Uh, his point of attack defense is poor. Um, Jaron, you know, if if he's blocking two shots a game, he's staying out of foul trouble, and he becomes an anchor in the defense the way that Martin Saul used to be, um, I think he could win one sometime. I just wouldn't put money on it to be this year. Uh, he's not really a, a dark horse, and I think he's going to do it. But just because my child's name is uh, John Isaac, I'm going to put uh, a couple bucks on Jonathan Isaac at plus 6,000. I do. I want I him think, to stay healthy so bad. Like I, I just want. I do too. I don't think he's going to do it, but it'd just be fun, you know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, leading scorer of the league, Bradley Beal is the favorite, plus two seventy five. Bet a hundred, you win two seventy five. You bet ten, twenty seven fifty. Not really worth my coin. If you ask me, Ja. He's on here at plus. Twenty thousand. A dollar. A dollar wins you two hundred dollars. Do you know who has half those odds? At plus who? ten thousand. Who? Michael Porter Jr. To lead the league in scoring. Man, that's that's a, to a dollar for ten for a hundred dollars right there. Yeah. Huh. That's tempting. But I was surprised because, like, he could. Do I, I don't see him. I don't see him making that jump yet. Like Michael Porter Jr. to lead the league in scoring, I can't do it. I mean, I definitely can't. I mean, I'm not taking Jaw. I don't. I don't care how great the odds are. I'm not putting no, anything not on that. But I, man, that's a good dark horse in Porter Jr. Because Murray, like on the wing, who's going to score? It's not going to be Monty Morris. And Jokic, no. you know, Jokic might. Yeah. Where's Jokic at on that list? Is he ahead of Porter Jr.? He's probably going to be around the, the four to I five thousand dollars. I think he's right around it. Um, let me let me pull pull it up real quick. I, like I said, I, I just listed a few of them. I don't, but I have the the list right in front of my name. Uh, well, Jamal Murray's there at plus twenty thousand. Same odds as Ja. Uh, if he qualifies. Yeah. I don't even see Jokic on this list. I don't think you can bet on Jokic. Interesting. To lead the league in scoring. Hmm. He just does so much else. Oh, yeah, there's Jokic. He has the same odds. Same odds as Porter Jr. So they're basically saying the whoever scores the most out of those two has a chance to also lead the league. Yes. Yeah. Um <laughs> I'd, I'd put a dollar down on Michael Porter Jr. I think he's going to have to carry a, a quite a load, and he's only going to get better. I, I wouldn't be against it. And I don't know how I feel about Jokic losing all the weight that he has, what that's going to do for him. Luka is at plus 425. He's second. Steph, plus 600. Uh, some of the other ones that I, I marked down as interested in is uh, – and I like Trey Young at plus twenty five hundred. I'll be honest with you. Mm. I think that's one I, I might even put five bucks down on, just for that because I, I don't. I he continues to improve, and the next step is to possibly lead the league in scoring. Durant's plus three thousand. Harden's plus six thousand. 
Um, they're tempting just in case if one of the two get injured. The other ones, I know Kyrie's still there, but oh, the one of them gonna light gonna, it up. Yeah, that's just based on one of them getting injured, which is a possibility. I mean, we, we've seen it. Uh, yeah. Lillard plus seven hundred, Embiid is plus seven fifty. So, a I mean, lot I, of good good names out there. That's that's a tough one to to make a choice on. Yeah, because with Embiid, like, I don't know who they're going to get back for Simmons. If Simmons stay, well, Simmons isn't staying. But if Simmons was staying, then I, I mean, I think that Embiid would take more of the scoring load, even with Simmons there, because Simmons has been hesitant to shoot, especially in the playoffs. That'd be interesting. But like I said, I like I like the Trey Young one if I if I was going to, but I'm staying away from the Ja plus twenty thousand as. I'll save my dollar to spend it on something else. It's spend it on this. Jaw to lead the league in assists at plus 3,500. That is tempting. I, I, think he, I think he could do it. Yeah. With the wing shooters that we have and, you know, another year with Jaron, I think it's possible. And, you know, if, if he comes out as a scorer initially, the defenses are going to – collapse on him and all he's going to do is I mean he's one of the best passers in the league already yep. and he's still so young and he's just improving so that is that's a that's worth a dollar of my money if I, you know Jaron at plus 1500 most improved my number one Grizzlies player future um, I think Morant plus 35 on assists is probably my second favorite yeah that's uh We'll talk about the MVP here in a second. Uh, let's go to Coach of the Year. Yeah, Taylor Jenkins. Jenkins plus twenty two hundred. That's that's low for. I just don't see like the Grizzlies are going to skate in the back end of the playoffs again, and people are going to you know praise Jenkins for doing the job that he has with the roster. But you're gonna it's going to be somebody like Billy Donovan in Chicago. Um, that or Steve Nash in Brooklyn, it's going to be something like that. It, it's or it could be Quinn Snyder, Monty Williams. Like those those four names, are the ones that I feel like um, had the best shot at it. Uh, Nash is leader in the clubhouse, plus eight fifty. Spolstra plus nine fifty. Uh, Malone is at plus fourteen hundred. I kind of like that, but the one I really like. If you're going to give me plus 5,000 for Greg Popovich, I'm going to take plus 5,000 for Greg Popovich. I know the Spurs aren't going to be that good, but I think they can overachieve. And if they can actually be in playoff hunt toward the end of the season, even if they get knocked out maybe a couple weeks beforehand, it could be considered Popovich's best coaching job. Well, He hasn't won coach of the year since 2014. And here's a factor in that. If we catch wind that it's Popovich's final year and he does something like that, they it may be one of those honorary votes where like we're going to send him out with the Coach of the Year award for taking this rebuilding roster and you know making the play-in tournament, you know, phenomenal coaching job, like some legacy type award for him. Yeah, so like it, I get he's not really a dark horse because it's Popovich, but if you're giving me plus five thousand for Popovich, I'm gonna throw a dollar on it just because. Like, come on, we can agree. I, he's the best coach in the league. I mean, yeah, no doubt. I know he doesn't necessarily have uh, the talent that he always has, but still, he always gets the guys to play 
better than we expect. Always. So that takes us to, I believe, we're now at MVP, Most Valuable Player of the Year. Ja, we talked about this on our last show. He's at plus 4,500. I, I, I can't – I said I put a couple bucks on it, so I'm not going to take that back. But, I mean, it'd be worth it. If the Grizzlies make the jump, it's because of Ja. Oh, there's there's no doubt. I I just don't think that he's going to do enough to overcome somebody like Luca um, or one of the Nets guys. Or I think they're going to have some voting fatigue with Giannis, so he probably won't get it this year. Um, I, I just don't see Morant being at that point quite yet uh, to put a dollar down on on plus forty five hundred. Yeah. Luca is plus 380. He's the favorite. Uh, Embiid plus 700. Durant plus 700. Giannis plus 800. Uh, LeBron, Jokic both at plus 1500. Trey Young and Harden both at 2000, plus 2000. And then my dark horse that I'll throw a dollar on, uh, Bam Adebayo. He's plus 10,000. I'll throw my dollar on Trey Young. That's fine. I just, like I said, I was looking for dark horses that have a lot, like, have. Big odds. I mean, I, I don't think it's a make or break season for Bam, but I do think like if he's gonna, I think he could make the make the next step. I I, I do think that, and uh, it's willing to throw a dollar. It's kind of one of those things where looking for a Jokic type bet to make at the beginning of the season because no one thought Jokic would be the MVP last season, and you know look what happened. So that's kind of what I was going for with the Bam pick. I didn't really see anybody else all the way down there that I'd be like, yeah, I could see them do that. Bam, I I, I could. Fair enough. All right, you want to move on to – so before we – let's put a bow on the individual awards, individual bets. Your favorite one for Grizzlies, players and coaches, is the Jaron Jackson uh, most improved player. Yeah, for sure. So that's your confidence one. That's the one that you'd put maybe two dollars on, three dollars on. I, I'd be willing to almost put ten bucks on it. Okay. Is there an, an award like anything else? Not necessarily a grizzly, but is there any other one that you're like you, you're pretty confident and you put more than a couple bucks on? I'd I'd probably put a couple bucks on both of the Utah guys um, to win six man of the year. Um, so that way, if I lose, I, I make it up on the other one. Kind of hedging the bit. Um, I, th- I just think that it's, it's theirs to lose. Um, so I'd have to go with that. And I, I may I may bet Luca MVP just because I want to see him win it, and it'd be cool. Yeah. To to have to win with him. So. And then uh, Jalen Green. At yeah. Of the year. Pretty confident in that one too. Cool. Cool. Um, now let's move on to the teams. You want to start with like uh, I mean we got there's a bunch of ways we could go with this. You want to go with regular season wins over and under. I know you did a lot more with stuff like that. Do you want to kind of get to that toward the end? We'll do we can do the wins over and under and then champions, or do you want to start with the regular season wins? Uh, let's do the champions, and we'll we'll do the over under totals later. All right. Well, first we'll do with the to make the playoffs and. The Grizzlies, for me, it was surprising to me that they were plus 110 to yeah, make the playoffs. That was confusing because 
I didn't do the math on the over-unders to see if there were eight teams ahead of them in over-under totals um, for regular season wins. I, I'm assuming that that's what the, the case is. Um, but, yeah, give me – I just wouldn't put $100 and win 110 on the Grizzlies making the playoffs. Like, no, I put $10 down to win 11 <laughs> I'll put a dollar down to win a dollar and 10 cents. Like – it I just, mean, well, I mean, like I said, I put ten bucks on a game on uh, on Saturday. It's basically the same thing. It's just I have to wait eight months to get my eleven bucks. <laughs> I mean, it's twenty one bucks. You get your ten dollars back plus eleven more. Oh yeah, true. Yeah, um, exactly. I, I mean, I think that's a steal. Um, I think the Grizzlies. And I wonder if this is if the play in tournament is included in this. Like, if if they make if they're the ten seed. Uh, are they considered to make the playoffs, or is this just the top eight seeds after the playing tournament is over? Um, because if it's the ten seed, I think this is a, a steal. Yeah, I mean, there's really no clarity when I'm looking on their website making the bet to make the playoffs. So, I mean, that that's a good question because now there's there's the play in and what's considered playoffs. I mean, the stats don't even show up as regular season or playoffs, so you're kind of stuck with it being a play-in. Uh, a couple uh, other plus-money teams to make the playoffs that may throw 10 down on. Uh, well, I may throw 10 down on the Hornets. They're plus 175 in the Eastern Conference. I don't think – I think the bottom part of – the bottom half of the Eastern Conference, I think it's pretty tight down there, and I think a team like Charlotte could maybe get hot late play learn to play well together as the season progresses and even maybe sneak in there if they sneak in as a 10 or nine just one game you know the hottest team in the in the league coming into the playoffs you know they can maybe sneak in there uh the long shot uh sacramento the only thing against them is uh luke walton i guess (laughs) and also there's sacramento it just seems like they're they're doomed snake bit they're cursed but they finished the season strong. You know, the, they, they played the Grizzlies tight on games that the Grizzlies had to win. So it's not like the Grizzlies were taking off there. They're plus 380 to make the playoffs. So 10 bucks to win 38. You're going to bet 100 oh, if you're to win 380. All, all, go for it. But that was the one I liked the most. That was the longest shot on possibly making the playoffs. I yeah, think so- injuries would have to happen to somebody, though. It, they're, they're inevitable. It's going to happen. Um, I'm looking at – it looks like this uh, is just counting eight because I just did the math. They have eight Western Conference teams uh, with higher win total. Um, okay. With the Clippers being the eighth, and they are four wins higher than Memphis at the moment, which we'll get into those later. Um, your Charlotte, I, I, I have Charlotte as a 10 seed right now, um, sandwiched between the Knicks and the Wizards. Um, so I, I'm with you. I think they could sneak in. Um, I, it just depends on, you know, how good is Washington going to be with Dinwiddie and Bill as their combo? Are the Knicks going to be able to repeat what they did? Are the Pacers going to figure it out with Carlisle? Um, I think that's that bottom group. In the East and the Sacramento, I actually right now have as the 10 seed in the West, right ahead of New Orleans. Um, I think New Orleans might be another one that would be 
okay to put some money on because I mean with Zion and, and Brandon Ingram, I don't know, man. Losing Lonzo, um, adding Valanciunas and Graham, I just I think the Pelicans probably got worse. So Sacramento yeah. might be your best Western Conference team to put down as a as a plus bet. Well, as you mentioned, with the uh, the win totals on the conference winners, I'm um, gonna first let's go into the division winners. Southwest, it was Dallas is minus two fifty. Grizzlies are plus three fifty. It's not a bad bet to put ten bucks down on the Grizzlies to win the Southwest. I mean, you were more confident than I was when we had the uh, kind of the Southwest Division roundtable earlier in the off season when we discussed what you know the Spurs and. Mavs and everything. And I said, "Hey, we all got to assume that Dallas is probably still the favorite, right?" And you were you were kind of hesitant, saying, "I don't, I don't know. I think the Grizzlies may be the favorite." So, plus three fifty is not uh, not that bad. Bad of odds to put a little money down on. No, I, it, it it really comes down to Porzingis and Jaron Jackson. If they're both healthy, you know, Luca's incredible. In the in the Mavericks, but I mean the Mavericks under Jason Kidd now, and Kidd has not proven to be a good coach either. Um, I think I think this is a good year for Memphis to sneak in there and, and win their first division title. Other divisions that uh, I'm still going to go with Dallas winning that division, but Grizzlies, I, it's it's worth putting a little money down on it. The Pacific Division, they don't really have. I mean, they have a favorite, but nobody's at minus money. It's all plus money. It's Lakers plus 105, Suns plus 220, Warriors plus 425. What a gauntlet. I know. <laughs> I'm not touching any of those. I'll be honest with you. Like, the Warriors is the one that I would, but I'm not just because. Oh, I would do Phoenix. I'd put money on Phoenix. Northwest Division, Jazz minus 250, Nuggets plus 320. Plus 320 is intriguing. Uh, without Murray, I think it's fair for Utah to kind of run off with that one and then the southeast division uh heat minus 125 hawks plus 135 that's intriguing as well i'm probably going to stay away from it because i can see it go either way yeah i think i think the heat are going to win it but i i've got miami and atlanta back to back and seating in the east so it could it could be a one game difference either way I know it's uh, scared money don't make money, but, you know, sometimes it's like you find a better bet than, than one that I think that Atlanta could win, but I might want to throw it somewhere else to where I'm, I'm more confident in it. And on the, the same lines as the division winners, you can do the division straight forecast where you can pick the first and second place of each division. Southwest is the only one that I really wrote down because that'd be just going two inside baseball kind of deal with like every division, first, second, whatever. Southwest, Mavs, Grizz is the best one, plus 135. That's where I would put my plus 135 money. Not on the Hawks winning the Southeast. It would be the Mavs, Grizz to finish 1-2 in the division that way. Uh, the other way around that you like is plus 450. Plus 450, yeah. I'll take those odds. Um, and then the other option that I can see happening if Dallas suffers an injury, you know, Luka has ankle injuries that keep him out for a week here and there. Kristaps isn't what he is. Memphis, New Orleans, uh, one, two finishes plus 1800. Um, so that's, that's a possibility, but I just don't believe in New Orleans defense. I don't think they improved like we've talked about. So, you know, that 
it it's it's clear that Vegas believes that Dallas Memphis is a heavy favorite to be the pecking order at the end of the season. In case you're wondering, the other combos with the Grizzlies uh, winning Grizzlies Mavs plus four fifty, then Grizzlies Pels as you mentioned plus eighteen hundred, Grizz Spurs plus fifteen thousand, and then Grizzlies Rockets plus thirty thousand. So there's that Pels Grizz. Plus twenty two hundred. If you're gonna go that way, no, not going that way. And then uh, before we get into the regular season wins and the uh, championship, we got conference winners. You kind of touched on this a little bit ago. We were talking about the wins. They have eight teams ahead of the Grizzlies to win. Uh, eight teams ahead in the West on win total. Well, the Grizzlies are ninth and to win of the West, they're plus five thousand to come out of the West. I, I I can't put the money down on that. No, it, it's not the year. Give it a couple of years. We'll be talking about what the odds are on that. Um, there's just too many teams that are better ahead. Um, yeah, I'll stay away from that. Lakers plus 200, Warriors plus 550, Clippers plus 650, Jazz, Suns also plus 650, Nuggets plus 900. Um, I've been on here multiple times saying I, I got I would do it on the Warriors. I, I I'm with you. I just think plus five fifty. I'd put it on the Warriors. Jazz Suns. I want them to make believers out of me. I'd love to see them back in where they were last year. I don't know if they can do it, but I can't. I can't put the money on the Lakers. No, I just can't. I, I just don't think that they're they're. I think they're too old. Yep. And then in the East, the Nets are plus 100 to come out of the East. I guess even money. If if they're healthy, they're a juggernaut, and they're not going to be stopped. Bucks plus 390, Sixers plus 750, Heat plus 900, Hawks plus 1,500, Celtics plus 1,800. Give me – if I want to make some money, give me, the, give me the Heat. I'll put some money on that. Yeah. It's the one I starred down here because you know you never you never know with them they they that's uh, so I have Bam as my dark horse in the uh, that MVP there just because if they well, make that jump and and you mentioned Tyler Hero as six man um, you liked you liked him uh, he could be most yep. improved as well uh, he had a rough second year you've got Spo who's a coach of the year candidate every year the addition of Kyle Lowry next to Jimmy Butler like. The Heat at plus 900 is pretty good odds. And then NBA Championship Grizzlies sitting there plus 10,000. <laughs> worth, worth a dollar? Dollar yeah, in your bank account? Sure, it's, it's worth a dollar maybe. Just just for the fun <laughs> of it. Nets, Lakers, obviously the favorites. Nets plus 200, Lakers plus 400, Bucks plus 900, Warriors plus uh, 1,100. Nuggets plus two thousand, Hawks plus thirty five hundred. Again, give me the Warriors for value. Yeah, most definitely. That's where I would go with the war. If if Clay comes back and is, can just shoot, and they figure out how to use Wiseman, come in. Yeah, and if they get something from their rookies, yeah. they, they could be they could be a very deep team. Speaking of championship, here's a here's a bet for you. I put five dollars on Memphis Tigers to win the national championship this year. Oh yeah. 
I did. What 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 did you get your odds at? Uh, I want to say they were at. Um, dang, let me look. Move on, and I'll and I'll find it. Because I know I know a few people that got in on that, and they got in. One got in on it like before early before Imani Bates. Like, yeah. Yeah. But uh, I mean, next thing up is the uh, the regular season win win total, and I know you got a lot of going on with that, so. I guess it around wait for you. I can mention that uh, you know, out of all those things, the teams that I like the most with their odds are the Warriors, the Heat, and uh, the Hawks on some things to make the playoffs. I still like the Kings. Probably put ten bucks down uh, on the Kings to make the playoffs to win thirty-eight bucks. I mean, it, again, I don't have the bankroll that pro betters have, but I do enjoy betting, and I'm not necessarily losing money. I'm sticking around, so you know you can you can fade or follow. It's your choice. Like if I'm losing a lot, go against me. You'll win a lot. That's how it works. <laughs> uh, I got the Tigers at plus eighteen hundred. Okay, so five bucks to win ninety. Yep. Look at you, it's not bet, bad. Betting Benjamin Hogan. <laughs> I know how to do math. I know how to do math around here. Um, that's not that's not too bad. A friend of mine got in at like plus five thousand, oh, and he nice. put twenty bucks down. Yeah. So if it works out for him, cool. But as a Tennessee fan, I hope it doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. I'll, I'll be happy for all my friends. I remember seeing them when they uh, the Kansas game. I don't. So. I don't care about anybody that I know getting to celebrate that. I care about me winning my ninety dollar bet, and that's it. <laughs> maybe that's what I should do. I maybe I don't know what the odds are now. I'm probably pre- pretty sure it's probably like plus fifteen hundred or twelve hundred or something now. But maybe I should just throw a five or ten dollars on it to where if they do win, then I can be like, yeah, yeah, you're not I was miserable. Right with you. <laughs> yeah, yeah uh, NBA um, over unders. Um, we can. I'll 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 lead us through. Stop me where you want to talk about one. Um, we'll just do it kind of rapid fire until we want to sit somewhere. Um, okay. There's uh, the ones that, uh, the ones that I actually, hold, let me, let me see how many I wrote down here. I wrote down seven teams. So if you get to one of those teams, I'll say that these are the one, one of them's the Grizzlies. And I, I, I said last time I'm not betting the Grizzlies. So yeah. there's six other teams that I said that I would, I wrote down that I like their over or under that I'd put maybe five bucks on. Yeah, and they made some of these really, really tough. Um, they don't like losing money. <laughs> <laughs> so, starting with Atlanta, um, 46 and a half wins, I got them at the over. Um, I just think that they're only going to get better. Um, yeah. So, I, I like Atlanta at the over. Brooklyn is at 56 and a half. I'm taking the under on Brooklyn because they don't – they're going to rest. Somebody's getting hurt. Um and they're they got the COVID restrictions there, and Sean Marks just said that if they were to start playing today, their entire team would not be available. So they've got some unvaccinated players that would not be able to play home games right now. Um, so I don't know what kind of impact that's going to have on them. Uh, Boston at forty six and a half. Uh, I took the over on Boston, which I think is me just taking the risk there. Um, I do think Tatum yeah. can continue to improve. I like the addition of Horford, and I think Schroeder is going to be a good fit too. I, I don't have them down. I think they're going to be right around that. That was one of those. I was like, 
I kind of want to take the same with Atlanta. Like I want to take the over on both of them, but I, I'm not necessarily confident enough to say that they're going to hit the over just yeah. because I just. So uh, Charlotte's at a 38 and a half and I took the over and I think I'd hammer the over. Um, I think Charlotte can be a 500 team, um, which is two and a half more wins than they have projected. Um, so it's still close, but I, I, I like the over for Charlotte. Um, Chicago is at 42 and a half and call me crazy, but I'm taking the over on Chicago at 42 and a half. I, I like their mix. I like their ability to play defense. Um, I like Donovan as a coach. I think Chicago is going to be, um, a team that avoids the play in. I think they're going to be solidly in the playoffs. Um, Cleveland also kind of crazy 27 and a half. And I took the under. Um, oh, wow. I just think they're a terrible roster. Like the mix of players, like when are you going to play Jared Allen, Kevin Love, Lori Markinen, Evan Mobley, and then Okaro so young, Sexton and Garland's a weird fit. Rubio's a weird fit. You know, where are Rubio and Love going to be at the trade deadline? Like it's just, uh, and JB Bickerstaff's a terrible coach. So, um that's that's a good a lot of good points there i didn't i didn't think about all all of that i did i do not i did not have them listed i haven't none of these teams that you've named off i have listed yet so (laughs) all right dallas is next at 48 and a half and i got the under um i I just i don't think that their talent their their roster is deep it's all luca and um i just don't know that 48 and a half is they might win 48 but I don't think they're they're going over that. Um, Denver at forty seven and a half is the under because of no Jamal Murray. I think that's really going to impact them um, a lot. Detroit, I think, is the second lowest win to- third lowest win total in the NBA this year at twenty five and a half. But I still have the under. Um, I just think they're really really young, and then uh, it's going to take them some time to to mesh. Golden State at 47 and a half. I took the over. Um, I think Golden State's going to win 50 plus. That's that's one of the ones that I got. I got the over on that. Yeah, I, I think so too. I have them. I think they're going to win like 52, 53 games. Yep. Just because uh, the talent's there. So, again, it's all – these are all assuming that everyone stays healthy. Right. Well, and you got to think too with Golden State, like the valuable experience that Jordan Poole got last year. Um, he is going to be massive off the bench for them. Um, and then they added Otto Porter. I mean, they're, they've got a good roster. I think, I think Golden State's 50-plus easy. Houston at 27-and-a-half, I took the over. Um, I think they can get to 30 wins. There's a lot of young, long, but they're talented. Like, their young guys are super talented. But that would be a bet that if I lost, I wouldn't be shocked um, <laughs> if, if they hit the under. Um, Indiana, yeah, give me, I'll take, I'll I'll drop a dime on it. Um, (laughs) Indiana was 42 and a half, and I took the over because I believe in Rick Carlisle. Um, and then if TJ Warren comes back and and plays like he did before, like in the bubble, bubble one, um, I think Indiana can get over 42 and a half. Um, the, the Clippers, 45 and a half, I got them under. Um, I think the no Kawhi is going to be a massive deal for them. Um, and then 
who who else are they relying on besides Paul George, Eric Bledsoe, Reggie Jackson, Justice Winslow? Uh, I'll pass on the Clippers um, at forty five and a half. The Lakers fifty two and a half. What are you going to do with the Lakers fifty two and a half? Um, I would say under, but. I don't have that down because I'm not too confident. I mean, I think they can win a decent – I think they can win at a decent clip. I just don't think they can win the whole thing. Right. So, I, I had them at the under, but if they turn around and won 60 games because everybody said healthy, I wouldn't be shocked. Um, yeah. The spacing is still terrible on that team, but, you know, whatever. Um, Memphis, 41 and a half. I'm taking the over by a half game. 40, okay. 42 and 40 is my prediction for the Memphis Grizzlies. Yeah, I said I'd, I I would take the over, but I'm not betting because I think they're going to be right around 500. Yep. And 41 and 41 loses the bet. So, yep. Um, that's, a, that's one you might want to stay away from. Miami at 48 and a half. I'm taking the over. I think Miami can win 50 games. Uh, I think they're going to be really good. Um, Milwaukee. 54 and a half. I also took the over on 54 and a half, which is a big number, but I think Milwaukee can win 60 games again. Um, I do too. I have that marked down as over. I think they're going to win 60 as well. They're just so good. They're, they're so great. disciplined. They have, as long, again, Giannis stays healthy. They're going to win 60 games again. Porter, Bobby Porter balled out for them. He's been a good fit. Grayson Allen, I think is going to play a big, big role for them. And then Booge just wins regular season games, man. Like, yeah, many, I mean Middleton's gonna be there. Yeah, and, and right. Holiday's still there. Like they're I think they can win 60. Minnesota, 35 and a half. I took the under. I just don't believe in D'Angelo Russell at all. Um now Anthony Edwards may be the factor that makes them go over. Um, but I don't like the roster makeup in Minnesota. Uh New Orleans, 39 and a half. I'm gonna hammer the under. Um, I take the under two. I have the mark down as the under. I, don't, I, I think they got worse. I, I do too. I think so too. Um, the Knicks forty-one and a half. I'll take the over with with the Knicks. Um, Tibbs is a good coach. If if Randall maintains his level of play, um, Fournier is a, a decent piece to add. Um, I don't think their roster improved significantly, um, but I do think that the Knicks can be a little bit better than a five hundred team. OKC, 23 and a half. I'm taking the over. Um, I like SGA, and I like, you know, the the young guys over there. You're going to let them play. They got nothing to lose. Yeah. So, why not? Um, Derek Favors is going to be a good bet for them if he stays. Um, but Giddy and, and Poku and uh, Dort, like, they got a good mix. Now, this is this might be my favorite one. And it's Orlando at 22 and a half, the worst odds in the NBA. And I will take the over all day long with Orlando. Um, I like Mosley as a coach. Um, I love the guard depth that they have. I like, I think Wendell Carter Jr. has a chance to, um, like you said, a dark horse for most improved. And uh, if, if we can finally get a taste of Jonathan Isaac being healthy, uh, and, and Chuma o- Okiki from Auburn, dude, he's good. 
Uh, he's finally going to be healthy and be able to play. I think I think Orlando is going to surprise some people and, and definitely hit the over on that 22-and-a-half. Philly at 50-and-a-half. I have them written down at the over, but this is very much an asterisk next to it because I have no idea what this roster is going to look like. I have the under. I'm just assuming that they're not going to get back what, what they want for Ben Simmons, and they're going to hold out for Ben. If he's not traded before the season starts, they're without Simmons. Right, so and, if if, if Daryl Morey wants to carry this into the season, I think it's a definite hammer on the under. But if they yeah. are able to bring home, say you say they make a trade with the Spurs and they bring back Deontay Murray and Derek White, and you put him put them next to what they have, they might be a better team overall. And I think they could right. win fifty to fifty two. But because this situation is probably about to drag out, I think the under might be the way to go on that. Um. Phoenix, 51 and a half. Uh, I took the under on 51 and a half. Uh, I see them more at, you know, the 48 to 50 range. Portland at 44 and a half. I took the over. Um, I think they improved their roster um, in, a, in a good way. Lillard is going to be Lillard. Um, I think that's, a, a to me, an easy bet. San Antonio, you got the Popovich factor, but they're at 28 and a half, and I'm taking the under. They're just a completely. I took the over. You took uh, because of pop. I, I took the over. I, it's the pop factor, man. I, it's just we've seen it. He takes a bunch of guys and you know make, they overachieves all the time. He's gonna he's not gonna take a game off, and he's gonna make them work. And you know if, he has no problem benching his players if they're not gonna play, and that a lot of a lot of fire in their ass. And I think I just I think that he can win. Between 30 and 35 games this season, and that would push you in the over. I think if they're winning 35 games, Keldon Johnson is your NBA most improved player of the year because right? he's going to have to be that. Um, I mean, I, they very well be terrible, but oh, I have yeah. them as over 28 and a half. Who's the only vet they got? Thaddeus Young? If he even that's stays on the need. roster? <laughs> yeah, that's all you need. Thaddeus. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, as any Grizzly fan, they want Thaddeus Young still. I I take Thaddeus right now. <laughs> See, <yeah. laughs> uh, Sacramento at thirty six and a half. I'll take the over on Sac. I don't have that march, but I, I mean I would too. But you know, if we're if we're if we're having to choose right now, one or the other, but these are the ones that I would have down as I would I would put a little put a little money on, but I do not have Sacramento down there. Toronto at thirty five and a half. I'm gonna hit the over on Toronto too. Um, that's my. I think that's the last one I got marked down. I I, I know they lost. Uh, they lost Kyle Lowry, but I just. I think Siakam is, really really good, and I think that you know they still got a lot of the same players there, and I think they can, I think they can get thirty six, at least thirty six wins. I think up to forty. I think they can be in that mix, for that uh, last playoff spot in the East. Yeah, I've got him in the mix for it. I, I like Gary Trent Jr. getting his expanded role uh, over there. Fred Van Vliet is, you know, we know what he can do. Um, but, like, this could be a breakout year for OG uh, and Anobi. Uh, yeah. Boucher had a great breakout year last year for him. Uh, Scotty Barnes looked pretty good in summer league. Um, so, I, I'm picking the over there. Utah at 51 and a half. I took the over on Utah, and I've got Utah being the number one seed in the West. Um, I think they can push 60 wins. Like, they're just a, a phenomenal team. They had a historic offense last year. And they're only going to get better. 
they lost only what George Niang. Ooh, <laughs> who cares? Um, and then the Wizards, 33 and a half, taking the over. Um, I think Berton's kind of had a, a slump of a year. I think he can figure it back out. Yeah. Um, they were missing Thomas Bryant. He should be back. He's a, a phenomenal talent. Um, Daniel Gafford proved he could be a depth player. Rui's going to grow. Um, we forget that they got uh, Denny Advia. Uh, he'll be back. And then adding Dinwiddie in that backcourt with um, Bradley Bill. I think uh, Washington has the pieces to be better than 33 and a half. So that's that's all 30 teams right there, and they're over under. So who's your – what's your favorite one? The, uh, the Magic. Warriors? The Magic. The Magic. That's right. Yeah. The Magic. Okay. Uh, yeah. I would say probably the Warriors. Warriors or Bucks is mine. Um I just think both those teams are going to be better than Vegas giving them credit for. I mean, we've seen it with both of them. That's the yeah. thing is, like, when they're at full strength, they, neither of these teams show much weakness when it yes. comes down to it. I heard on the Gary Parrish show today that they don't think that the Warriors will even be full strength until, like, January. So that kind of makes me hesitant on, like, being fully confident in the over. But, like, Steph still balled out last year. Right. They and they've got a good roster, even without Clay and and Wiseman being fully healthy right away. So I could see it. they'd probably be my second favorite pick behind Orlando. I just I just think that twenty two is such a low number. Like you had to be garbage not to win twenty two games. And I don't think Orlando has a garbage roster. I think they've got a decent roster. So um, that one is my favorite. Um, yeah, they must uh, made the Grizzlies miss the playoffs last year. Yeah. <laughs> and maybe I'm partial. The only time I've gotten to cover an NBA game as a credential media member was in Orlando. So um, maybe I'm just giving them the benefit of the doubt. Looking over in the Eastern Conference and the final standings at the one seed, I got the the Bucks, and then I've got the Nets. I think the Nets are the better team, but I think just the way that the regular season plays out, the Bucks will finish with a better record. Um, yeah. Miami is a three seed. I've got Atlanta at the four seed, Philadelphia at the five seed, and then Chicago wrapping up the locked-in spot at six. I've got the Celtics, the Pacers, the Knicks, and the Hornets in the play-in tournament. And then just outside is with a shot is Washington, Toronto, and then I don't think Cleveland, Orlando, Detroit have a shot. Um, in the West, I've got Utah finishing first. Phoenix second, Golden State third, the Lakers fourth, Portland fifth, Denver wrapping up the locked-in spot at six, and then I've got Dallas, Memphis, Clippers, and the Kings in the play-in tournament with New Orleans and Minnesota on the outside looking in with San Antonio, Houston, and Oklahoma City as the teams that really don't have a shot, and I think Oklahoma City finishes with the best odds to win the NBA draft lottery next year. I don't, I don't have um, many problems with that. Like, uh, I mean, we discussed it, not, we didn't discuss this really. I mean, we, we talked about what we were going to do on the show today, but we didn't really discuss what our picks were until we got here. And it seems like we're m mostly on the same page. I'm higher on San Antonio than you are, but for the most part, it kind of feels like, you know, 
Sacramento and Charlotte are kind of – they're on the outside. They're, they have the potential to get into the playoffs. They're kind of the, the teams that I think I've seen them lower a lot of other places than what we have them, Charlotte and Sacramento. But uh, I think we, we agree on pretty much uh, a lot of these. So I, I can't really argue with the, with what you have there. I'm surprised that you have the Lakers as the four seed. I'll say that. And I'm also surprised. Like you said, Milwaukee is the one seed. The Nets are the two seed, but the Nets are probably better. But Boonholzer just wins in the regular season. I mean, well, he won the postseason now, but you know what I'm saying. Yeah, and same thing, like the Lakers at the four seed may still end up being the best team or the Warriors at the three seed may be the best team. It's just how the regular season plays out. Like, I think Utah and Milwaukee will have – will be the two top seeds because they have great regular season teams. Maybe Utah's doesn't translate to the postseason as as well. Well, all right. You got, any, you got anything else? You got. I, I know you did a lot of uh, oh, heavy we lifting did. over the last week or so. We got to finish up um, the Grizzlies versus Cavs opening night. That's right. That's right. But the the line right now is Grizzlies favored by seven. Grizzlies favored by seven. I'll take it, and then I'll also take too. I'll take the under, which is right now set at two sixteen and a half. That's a that's a one hundred eight to one hundred nine score. If it's close, um, I just don't. I think. Both teams struggle to shoot the ball. It's going to be open tonight, jitters. Um, I, I just don't, I don't see. see Cleveland getting triple digits. I don't okay. see Cleveland getting to 100. Okay, that's interesting. I, I, well, if the, if the Grizzlies win, you know, I, I, they got to win by seven. So, at that point, so what you're saying, if they win, you win by more than seven, so they got to win by eight. So if you're so, taking a minus seven, they got to win by eight. One hundred eight to one hundred. So, yeah, I mean that would that would be it. I mean one ten to one twelve, one hundred two. I mean, you know, you I go, guess one twelve to one hundred four would be right there at the two sixteen. Yeah, or you can go. I mean, probably even more likely, I could see a a one sixteen to one hundred type win for the Grizz. That's possible. It'll be. I mean, I'm excited about the season starting here in about a month or so. And as I was saying, the uh, you did a lot of heavy lifting over there on uh, Grizzly Bear Blues over the last uh, week and a half or so. You know, you gonna publish that in a book? <laughs> I mean, uh, you did a lot of work, man. It was it was some good stuff. Yeah, um, the Zach Kleiman Trade Garden um, was a lot of research. Was a lot of fun. Kind of cool to see the, the all the pieces you know put together and how many moves were made off of just Mark and Mike. Um, and how our future has been set really off two moves um, and how Kleiman's done a really good job and how we can expect him to continue to do a good job going forward. Um, what's really cool for us going forward is your two hosts, the 3 d podcast will also be on the 92.9 uh, ESPN game feeds on some nights. Um, ben in arena, lucky dog. Uh, and then, <laughs> I'll be at the station uh, cutting the highlights. Um, so it's uh, it's cool to be a part of, of game night in that way. Yeah. Yeah. I'm looking forward to it. I mean, I begin down there about four o'clock every, every uh, game day, I guess the, when tips at seven o'clock and then uh, I guess I'll be talking to you 
while you're cutting highlights through the headset we'll get to chat yeah so i'm looking forward to that i guess that starts in uh two weeks two weeks today is it friday two weeks from friday in the preseason yeah we'll have to get our get all the kinks worked out in the preseason yeah i'm I'm thinking i'm going down there next week to make sure i still remember how to set everything up it's been about four years since i've done it so yeah i need a practice run it's been two years for me i gotta remember how to use the program (laughs) uh it's not it's not that tough and for me it's basically just find out where to plug in what and uh making sure everything works so it, it should be fun i'm looking forward to it we got two weeks until our next podcast and like uh we talked about at the beginning. There's going to be some roster moves probably made between now and then. If not, uh, we'll, we'll figure out what needs to be done uh, for the Grizzlies. You got anything else you're working on for Grizzly Bear Blues right now? No, man. I'm working on uh, school stuff right now. I got some article reviews and that kind of stuff. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to probably take a break until we get closer to the preseason, and then I'm going to do an NBA 2K season simulation, uh, kind of see what 2K thinks is going to go down for the Grizz this year. I hear that. Uh, I'm going to I'm gonna put up something that accompanies this podcast uh, probably later in the week. Actually, it'll probably have to be sometime next week. So I'm actually going out of town, but I'll put up something with these uh, with these same with the odds and the my best picks and everything. And uh, I'll put yours in there as well and just kind of uh, push the podcast, push people to the podcast from that as well. So if you uh, if you want to go back, you don't want to have to go and cycle through this whole hour show uh, and you want to just uh, figure out who we picked, that'll be posted up on Grizzly Bear Blues next week. And then uh, we'll start probably getting into the, the nitty gritty, probably player previews and all that stuff. It's probably right around the corner for Grizzly Bear Blues. So I'm looking forward to that as well. You got anything else? No, man. That's it. All right. I appreciate, uh, appreciate you and I appreciate everyone listening and sticking it out with us. And until uh, two weeks from now, this is the, Three and D podcast. I'm Ben Hogan at Not the Golfer. He's Justin Lewis. What's your uh, What's your Twitter handle at? Is it underscore J Timberfake? J underscore Timberfake underscore. Okay, I knew there were a couple underscores in there, and I knew I was going to mess it up. So that's why. I <laughs> that. Until next time, this is the Three and D podcast.